Welcome to the Behind the Brand podcast, a show where we dive into the stories from real people behind great brands. I'm your host, Declan Shaw, and joining me today is Joshua Ayres, the founder and creator, creative director of New Zealand-based lifestyle clothing label, Porter James Sports. Um, I first, first came across this brand when I uh, returned from Canada about two years ago, and I just saw this really clean, uh, polished like lifestyle clothing label pop up on my Instagram feed. And um, they were wearing like non-traditional shoes, like wooden backgrounds. The logo was real subtle. And I was just like, what What the fuck is this? This is sick. <laughs> it was like nothing I'd ever really seen before. And uh, so I just became a huge fan of the brand. And kind of through that, I've got to meet Josh at pop-up stores and whatnot. So um, welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks for having me, Declan. Good to be here. Yes, yeah, honestly, a pleasure to have you, bro. I've been meaning to get you on for a like, little minute now. Um, <laughs> would you just like to introduce yourself a bit? For sure. Um, yeah, um, as Declan said, I'm, I'm Josh, Joshua Hears. I'm the founder of um, Porter James Sports, um, a label that I started here in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, December 14th, 2020, 2020 uh, kind of just after the, that lockdown period we went through. Um, I've, yes, I've been doing that for 18 months and loving every minute of it. Um, uh, it's been quite the journey um, before that. Um, Time goes fast, bro. That's, a, that's a, like a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, it, it, it does go really quick, man. Um, yeah, it, it does. It's kind of just, uh, yeah, I guess that's why it's important to just enjoy the journey, right? Um, yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, so and then before that, um, just a little bit of meaningless information. But I've actually, I actually come from um, like an advertising design and branding background. So um I guess one thing people always say to me is like, how did you make your, and not to the moan horn here, but how did you make your brand sound good? Like, oh, so look good from day one. Um, totally. And good is obviously a subjective word, but um, I would probably put it down to the fact that like, I'd literally spent 10 years working through brands all across the world, um, basically helping them look and sound better. Anything from mm. the likes of like, um, I don't know, Nestle or Mercedes Benz to like small um, like entrepreneurs in, in America or Australia or New Zealand. So I had a lot of experience in, in brand and brand delivery and understanding, um, you know, tone of voice and, and hierarchy of communication and all this sort of stuff. And um, always had like, I guess, a, a, a benchmark for aesthetics, um, you know, working with world-class brands. So um, mm. I kind of had that to kind of lean on when I started. So um that was bro that's so important like i'm so glad you brought that up because like a lot of people could even look at like porter james sports just coming into the the scene like from day dot just being so clean so polished and it can actually be probably a little bit disheartening to other people starting out there so it's really really cool that you just touched on the fact that you have so much experience um what was your actual role being in the advertising industry um so uh, i've always been really driven and um i was um I got made general manager of an agency um, when I was 26. So my job was to kind of manage all the clients, um, the client service team, um, the designers and web developers and, and report to shareholders and directors. My path mm. to that, and, and and I guess I kind of, we were a small agency, so I kind of took on like a, um, I got really involved, especially in the design process, um, yep. which I love to do. But um before that role, I was I worked my way up through client service. Um, so basically, um, for those who don't know what that is, imagine you work at a big agency, 
um, and let's say you're working with um, a big company like, um, I don't know, yeah, let's just say Mercedes-Benz. You're not going to have the marketing mm. manager of Mercedes-Benz talk directly to a web developer. Like, they're just going to be speaking different mm. languages. So you're, totally. you've, you've got to be the one who, who who breaks it down and almost like a project manager, I guess, but um, can relay technical speak and then put um, you know things into layman's terms and then vice versa the other way. Yeah, totally. That that's really cool because you were basically just like an all around creative individual, but also like dealing with a lot of the business side of things. I assume that's exactly right, man. And I, I've um, I'm very fortunate that I guess my role allowed me to use my left and right brain from the age of kind yeah. of twenty one. So um, I would say I started out as a businessman who um, like learnt creativity. Although I already had always had like a knack for you know, what I wanted to wear and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was probably business first and then creative second. And then as I've gotten older, especially as I've branched into um, Porter James and fashion, um, my role has definitely, uh, my, I'm definitely creative first and business second now, which has been. Damn, a- that's actually, that's so interesting to hear because I, I never would have pinned you down for like business first, creative second. Yeah, man, I, I've got a, it's, it's so funny. It's like, um, it, it I do a lot of self-awareness exercises and I have my whole life and um, it's been really interesting watching my own journey. Um, yeah. And I've actually, I, I struggle with the term creative because maybe it's imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh, I'm not a creative. Like to <laughs> me, like creatives have like wild haircuts and like smokes. Rick skin. Owens yeah, type. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and, and they can just like look at something and come up with an idea where my, where I, I develop my own creative process um, in a very, a very linear sense. Like, right to come up with an idea i have to like i have to like ideate for like a few weeks and then i like like narrow it down and then i put like business data with it to like refine and um then i like i you know apply what's worked and what hasn't to my own you know and and i suppose yeah that is a creative process because at the end of the day i'm i'm creating something that people put on their bodies to wear but the, yeah. the the path for me to get to that is quite linear. So, um, which would be, um, I guess, uh, uh, a trait of probably more business minds or someone who's a bit more yeah, business first. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, I think we could dive down that rabbit hole for ages, but I guess just for the people who aren't aware or familiar with Porter James, would you like to kind of just describe the brand a little bit, just, just surface level? Yeah, of course. Um, it's... I guess my definition of it's changed a lot in the last 18 months. Like it's, I've, I've, I've pivoted a tiny bit throughout the journey each day, really. You just kind of work yeah. out as you go along. But if I was to summarize it, I would say it's my, like rationally speaking, it's, it's, it's my take on the modern wardrobe, um, mm. which is the convergence or the intersection of menswear and sportswear. Um, and, you know, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, who's to say you can't wear like like coats of sweatpants or loafers of sweatpants, or who's to say you can't totally, you know, um, you know, um, wear wear sneakers with something more formal. I don't know. Yeah, it is. yeah, I agree. And it's just it's just it's just almost like not trying to put a label on it and just my take on the modern wardrobe through the various influences I have. Um, but if I was to answer it in a more emotive sense, um, Porter James Sports is a life well designed. And yeah, um, yeah. what that means basically is um, it's basically, it's actually my personal narrative really, which is like um, a life on your terms. Like 
and Porter James being the wardrobe to that. So like, if you, if like, what does like your dream life look like? Um, and, and, and how do we celebrate that? You know, like, like, you know, what is the new nine to five, if you will, like, mm. what is working remote? What is the four hour work week? However you want to spin it. Like, what is a Yeah, I like that. It's like, it's like you're not just embodying it in a, like a visual sense, but also in a metaphorical sense, like designing your own lifestyle as well as your surroundings. And it's just kind of, if for those of you who haven't seen Porter James, I highly suggest you go check it out. It's just a very clean, polished, refined brand with lots of little like nifty artworks thrown in. And you can really tell that it's really just curated nicely. Mm. And um, yeah, that, that completely doubles and makes sense is like the lifestyle as well, just curating it for what you want it to be whether that's wearing Birkenstocks to your own home office or whatever yeah, it be. Exactly, bro. Yeah. And I suppose that also, like, like I also, I would say that, um, you know, I think anyone's lying if they say they're not trend-focused to a degree, but I would yeah. like to say that Porter James does have a timeless, um, understated nature to it. Um, Definitely. And that's, like, what that, like, well-designed aspect speaks to, like, my, um, you know, I think, like, I, I'm – sometimes you know i'll be in a room and be like oh what's your favorite brand and be oh here you know um yeah off-white hair and press and rick owens i'm like Mm. mine's ralph lauren like i'm like yeah yeah i love ralph man i take so much inspiration from ralph like if you if you're a 17 year old school girl like 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 a dripped out like (laughs) rapper in new york or like a an 80 year old man in a retirement home like you can all wear ralph and it's like the most like totally like generation transcending brand through it's just timeless nature um yeah 100 uh, i also love ralph as well not to get off track but just like ralph was um to me he was like one of the first brands to um start communicating more emotively like you know, you look at old advertising. What do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. So let me. So, so say like, in the, in, look at old advertising, right? Yeah. Um, it would be like uh, a doctor holding a packet of cigarettes, saying, "This is okay to smoke," and that's used to what like an <laughs> ad used to be like. Um, yeah. And giving you reasons to buy or like buy this because it's this price, like the shoes that will last you your whole lifetime or, or whatever it was. Sure, sure. Where Ralph was kind of the first person to create his um, his lifestyles, and he was like, you know what, like ralph celebrates timeless style and the the idea of american success and it was like Mm. okay so in america what does success look like it's the white picket fence it's the it's the the on the ranch or the ranch on the yacht um at the at the polo and he started situated situating his garments in these environments that he wanted his brand to embody and naturally you pick up the subliminal messaging of of um of, of what the brand stands for and therefore you buy into it mm. and that's how brands can ultimately charge um what they charge you know it's like a t-shirt it's not a t-shirt you know what i mean like you totally uh, it's a lifestyle yeah exactly so um i look to ralph for a lot of reasons and, and that's one of them yeah that's that's awesome i love how you touch on that it's more like emotional thinking and appealing to that like inner instinct in humans rather than being like analytical and salesy and you see some of the best best sorry best brands do that where they actually just appeal to that like deep need in humans to aspire to something that they really want to be totally man like the way humans buy like okay like yeah sometimes you need toilet paper sometimes you need window Mm. cleaner sometimes you need a stain remover whatever but those are you know rational needs but when it comes to buying something that you desire like 
you buy emotively first rather than rationally. Mm. Um, you want to, you know, you like, for example, like um, I might go to like a, a barbecue and meet like one of my mum's friends and she'll say, how much, oh, you're nice. You got a nice clothing. Like, well, how much does the t-shirt cost? So I don't know about a hundred dollars. And she'll say, oh, that's expensive. And totally. you, go, and you yeah. go, okay, well, like, um, you, you sh- that's I, I'm fair enough. Like you've got no attachment to the brands, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and you can go get a cheaper t-shirt at, at AS Color, and it's going to be great. Like, and and you go there, but like, ultimately, I'm trying to build brand desire, which allows me to um, position myself where I want to, and 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 and, and, and charge what I think is the the appropriate price to. Um, yeah, th- th- there's something like really just. That something I love about just really well branded brands, if that makes sense, it's why like cool restaurants are cool and they can charge so much for like similar food. It's why why Emelion Door can also sell a t shirt for like you know two hundred bucks. Um, but it's like the work is done in the branding and the quality of the garments, and it's like you can't really like explain what it is. But if you, if you know the brand, you just know that you want. <laughs> you want to own a piece of that brand exactly man it's, it's really it's hard to explain to someone that's not familiar with it of course it's an, it's intangible right um um so and it's, it's it's building brand desire and it's like that's what i'm trying to do i'm not trying to let price dictate things really to a degree um totally although it does it does it come to the conversation at some point but like i think brands get in trouble when they start leading their messaging with like um sale messaging or like um totally or like discounted you know like yeah, yeah, it's just like that old um, start with why mentality is is kind of the way to go to really like reach people at a deeper emotional level and connect with them. Totally, Simon Sinek. It's like um, probably one of my favorite um, YouTube great, videos. Great, great book. Yeah, oh yeah, old book as well. But like all of his all of his talks, um, his yeah. talks are just all so inspiring. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I actually read this really gr- uh, great quote, kind of just touching on the subject, and it's kind of like uh, people buy with emotion, or they make decisions based on emotion and then they justify those um decisions with like reason and logic after they've actually made the decision exactly so it'll be like they'll they'll buy the um i don't know whatever it is expensive thing and then they'll be like oh yeah i needed it because of this and this and this and you know it's better than this one but it's like the actual decision is made in that emotional kind of um mindset totally bro it's emotion first uh, rationale second and that's the way that 100%. that's the way that consumer behavior works. It's like a, an example of what not to do is I'll be scrolling on Instagram and I'll get some, I'll get a targeted, uh, well, I get an ad for some brand that I've never heard of trying to give me sixty percent off. I'm like, what sixty percent off something <laughs> I don't want? Like, what sixty yeah. percent off nothing? It's nothing. Like this is a terrible. Yeah, way. totally. Um, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, bro, one one thing I really wanted to kind of ask you about was like, you you as a brand, this might sound silly. But you really like introduced me to shoes that aren't sneakers, if that makes sense. Mm. And maybe that's because I was like way behind with like everything fashion as I tend to be. But um, like I I just saw, I saw Porto pop up and like they were wearing like Birkenstock Bostons and Clark Swallowbees and like even like dad shoes like New Balance 990s V3s. Like I had never like seen them before. I'd only seen like traditional like streetwear sneakers. Um, you know, they were like the Timberland boat shoes mm-hmm. and, uh, bro, I remember like Googling, like trying to find out what a Birkenstock Boston was because I wanted one so bad. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm curious to like hear like where you kind of got introduced to that, like shoe game. That's not traditionally like sneakers. Yeah. That's, that's a really good question, man. Um, shit, where do I start? I think like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think one thing I, 
I dislike and where we can all be guilty of it is like I see so much like unnecessary consumerism online like mm. I see people just I see people buy brands that like they don't even resonate with I see people like buy brands or buy pieces or collabs just to like put up one Instagram post and flex on it. And I'm totally, like, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'm sure many of us are. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I'm looking at my wardrobe now and there's a, <laughs> um, a, a few logos with four J's on them and it's, uh, <laughs> I it's yeah, I, I got the, um, ALD five fifties, like the green and yellow ones, bro. Oh. And I, I definitely paid at least like 500 bucks for them, wore them for like three months and had to sell them at a loss. Yeah. Oh, well, at least you sold them, man. That's good. That's upside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, go on. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, so um, it kind of was almost um, born out of a... I'll be careful with my words here, so um, take them with a grain of salt. I was almost born out of a dislike for hype culture um, mm. and logo maximalism and, um, you know, um, just... I don't know what, you know, it was kind of like weak, but just before I kind of got into this, I was probably wearing more Yeezys and all that sort of stuff. And um, <laughs> that's a, a while ago now, but when I kind of, you know, started to develop my own personal style and as I said, create that um, identity for myself and the brand on the modern wardrobe, which was mixing, you know, menswear with sportswear or, yep. st- or streetwear, if you will. Um, I was like, you know, what are those versatile, um, uh, pieces of footwear that can um, that, that that can work with that modern wardrobe, right? And mm, timeless. It's timeless. Like one thing I love is like um, like it's, it's it's funny. Like people people will if they're wearing a sneaker, they always want it to be like the latest one. And like if they've already mm. like posted it on Instagram, they don't want to like wear it again. Or if they styled it in their <laughs> last photo shoot, they want to style something different. Where I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, no, you can literally style like a timberland boat shoe or like some gh bass loafers or um yeah uh clark's wallabies like every shoot and it would never look out over and over again over and over 100%. again exactly and and yeah like they're just um they're, they're they're just uh they're just timeless and understated and effortless yeah. and um they just they, they they just they just work so well with um both sportswear and, and menswear Totally. And many of these silhouettes and brands have been around for a lot longer than like these newer, like sneaker collabs and stuff like Travis Scott, Travis Scott, like collab or something <laughs> like, like Clark's Wallabies is an old brand. Like Clark's itself is an old brand. Wallabies is an old silhouette. Like Timberland is an old brand. Like these, these are already timeless brands themselves. So you're kind of connecting yourself to that timelessness of the older brands. Exactly, man. And like, I should probably, um, I should probably uh, pull myself up. You know, I'm, I've, I've got, I definitely have a few pieces that are trend focused in my wardrobe. As well, <laughs> but for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build an, a personal style. And um, yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I can't really talk. I just bought like a pair of Sambas and spent way too much money on them. <laughs> just, just cause you can't really get them in New Zealand yet, but it's like, it's still like when I try to shop for those, like maybe hyped up more pieces, like I won't buy them unless I really think that they'll stay in my wardrobe for a really long time exactly man i've been wearing these um maison mihara uh shoes they look like bootlegged like chucks and like vans that 
it looked like they made out of shaving foam or bubble gum or something and they're like fuzzy oh yeah they're, they're, they're really cool man they've actually been around a while but they're kind of like really popping off now and like so I, I need to see your instagram post bro <laughs> i haven't seen them yet oh they've been they've been in there sneaky they're like sneaky oh, yo. Yeah. Uh, but, all right all right uh yeah they um yeah i kind of look at these i'm like dude you're like contradicting your whole theory around time <laughs> style this, but like it is what it is yeah for the most part and maybe the 80 20 rule you know yeah 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 exactly bro um listen like we're talking about like how important it is to create a lifestyle around the brand and how ralph probably was like one of those first ones that you saw really do that and connect with emotion rather than like sales and analytics and logic to consumers um how important is is it for you to create a lifestyle around porter james like obviously it's important but like how, how do you really go about doing that when it comes to your brand in particular that's a great question man um the answer is it needs to come in t- from internally it needs to come internally um mm. you need to ask yourself like a question like like it's it's the answer is not a simple one it's like the answer is a, it's like a personal narrative and it's like it's like, you know, it's a question like, what do I want? And you write an answer mm. and then it's like, then like you ask yourself a question of that and like, why? And it's like, but then why? And it's like, right, right. You know, I, I think I've heard about you talk, heard you talk about this before, like almost like a mind mapping exercise, right? Oh yeah. You, I, I said that to Drew um, on yeah. his, his podcast. Yeah. Basically like, yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to put it. Like if you were to um, put, write your, get a piece of A3 paper in a, in a Sharpie and write your, your brand's name in the middle. Um, and then draw like a mind map, like, you know, off to the left, off to the right, up to the top, bottom, whatever diagonals, um, just the words that come to your mind that you want to represent. And then mm. you go deeper and deeper and deeper into it. Say for example, like, um, a brand that we all know would obviously be ALD, um, mm-hmm. doing great things, but like, they would be like, um, for example, one would be one direction would be like New York, um, mm-hmm. and like quintessential New York. The other would probably be like uh like basketball basketball or that which could be an offshoot from new york though and then it yeah could be like, totally could be like greek culture would be the other way mm. and the other one might be like um like 90s or something i don't know but like yeah okay okay so what does like connect the dots between like new york and 90s okay there's basketball um and then mm, it's just like okay, who, who are our favorite people then this and what do they wear this or well, it's like you yeah know, like and you can kind of just build out basically just through doing that man you could like it's not even, ALD is not even my brand, but I could come up with like 20 campaign ideas right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's actually so helpful, bro. That's such a cool, cool thing to discuss. Yeah, man. And it's so I obviously do the same with mine. And so my, my, um, I'll tell you real quick, my, my personal story, um, as I touched on before was I, I was, um, uh, I was working at a, a as a general manager, um, at my ad agency and I was deeply unhappy despite having the mm. job title I'd always wanted. And my mentor said to me, said, Oh, I said to him, why am I unhappy? What is my, um, what is my, uh, what does my next job look like? If this is not it, he said, forget yeah. about your dream job. I want you to write down your dream jet, your dream day and build a lifestyle that can enable you to live that dream day every single day. And I wrote down the things that are important to me, things like, you know, um, not sitting in traffic, working when the mm. gym, uh, going to the gym when it's not busy, wearing whatever yep. I want to work, working with only the people I choose to, um, totally. working from anywhere I want in the world, um, working to my schedule. And 
ultimately I tried to um, uh, create that. And that's obviously what led me to Porter James Sports. And that's where actually where the yep. name A Life Our Designs like fully came from. Um, so I have that narrative, but then it's also like, again, like maybe like um, uh, perhaps what, with what Teddy Santos has done with like Greek culture and stuff. Like I bring graphic design through my brands and like I collaborate with like, graphic design agencies around the world and like um mm-hmm. uh like top illustrators or like um most brands are like you know quick to throw out like oh i love hip-hop and basketball because obviously those are the cool things to say you like but you know what i like house music and golf so like those are in my yeah. brand too and it's there's <laughs> there's no right or wrong answer it's just like totally um do you just you just create an authentic story like because authenticity that's that i think that's a key word right there bro totally man like um so like one thing I I probably sound like a grumpy old man here, but another thing that I don't like is <laughs> um, I don't like hype shoes. I don't like trends. <laughs> I, prom- I promise I'm really positive, but this is just like no, no, no. Go on, bro. Run. <laughs> nah, I, I um, man, it's like how many brands do you see come out and say I like uh, my my brand's all about hip hop and um, basketball and yeah. Um, whatever it is because that's what totally. everyone else does and it's like oh not only that but you've also stolen the same graphics that this brand used as well like it's just like yeah i get it and it's trial and error and like you have to give something a go sometimes to work out like you have to work out what you're not sometimes to work out what you are and i've certainly been through yeah. that myself but i think the answer i ultimately got to and the one that i would um, like encourage other people to to explore is like you know just keep going internal and keep asking yourself like yeah. what's your personal like how do you like what is brand tell what's brand storytelling through your lens look like mm. like work that out and i i'm 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 still refining like um and i will always refine i don't know if i'll ever have the answer um it's all yeah. be a work in progress but um you know just just continuing to tell that story through your lens um and yeah. way that's authentic to you um is I think just all you can kind of really be. Yeah, bro. I love actually that you just touched on that about how like every brand popping up nowadays is like hip hop and basketball because um, I've actually been seeing a couple of your own personal stories on Instagram and uh, you, you do a bit of branding work on the side, correct? Oh, I do. I can't stay away from it. I, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I seem to, I think we all have like a unique set of um, skills and maybe if you call, want to call them superpowers, you know, Maybe yours. Yeah, is, maybe yeah. yours is talking to people at this stage in your life. Oh, it's <laughs> really not. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job here, man. Uh, but I think I think one of mine that I've developed just through the path I've taken is um, I know how to make brands look and sound better. And yeah, yeah. So people hit me up to ask them to help them, and uh, I still enjoy doing a bit of that on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I was going to dive into is like just the uniqueness of some of these brands that I'm seeing pop up that are just like completely out of left field, like something you just wouldn't see wouldn't expect to see and then also resonate with and think it looks aesthetically pleasing and uh like something speaks to you about it um the most recent one i saw was actually um bound for which is this uh men's underwear company i believe which also touches on just like men's mental health yeah and i thought it was a really powerful campaign i think you did a bit of work on that correct i did man i did a lot of work on that yeah yeah that no that that was just really cool to see and it's just a great example of like diving into authenticity and just like 
not following trends like i'd love if you just discuss a little bit about that project in particular of course man so um remember when i said that mentor who kind of helped me um rediscover my journey in life yeah and uh that yep. was actually it's actually his business um oh wow and we've been so i've been working with him really closely to research uh, we'll do r&d basically on the best underwear um to try and make the best underwear possible right so wow um We've been doing that for two years, and um, we ultimately it was things like um, underwear can sweat, which can lead to bacterial um, bacterial like growth, which sounds gross, but trust me, all your underwear has got bacteria on it. Um, yeah, yeah, and which can lead to skin irritations. Um, but then also the one of the primary issue was underwear rides up a lot, and you got to like especially wearing mm. like um, like briefs, like yeah, um, the old wedgies, the old wedgies, man. So. Um, it, it, it rides up and you got to pull it down your thighs a little bit um so basically what we did was we created like um underwear made from lyocell which is like a sustainable more sustainable alternative to cotton it's actually smoother than silk and softer than cotton um Whoa. and we put these like lycra panels on the inside that you can't see of the underwear so the lycra keeps it tied to your leg so you, it doesn't light up and then there's also this little um crazy technology we put um uh, around your gonads area called um we call it the package pouch which basically um, <laughs> i love that it's basically like uh it's, it's kind of got like some like uh almost like imagine like the the crotch area but it's like got some like almost like wings that kind of comes out of it so like interesting so it doesn't like you don't have to readjust you don't have to repack the scrum a lot if you will yeah 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 um, no that's 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 cool so between all of this that was the rational side sorted and then um, he's a very, he does like life coaching on the side and he's a, he's, he's, he's just an amazing friend and a, a, a truly, um, just a truly great guy. And, and he, um, he, he's, you know, he, he also lost his mom to cancer and stuff and went through oh, a big, a big, that's um, terrible. it is he had a young age and he's, he's just had this amazing journey and, um, he's helped so many people through it as well. And I guess underwear was basically his vehicle um to um i guess inspire self-betterment through men so the content's yeah. all, ar- all around self-betterment um and it's powerful stuff honestly I-, I gave a lot of those videos a watch and just like seeing the rawness of these guys talking it, it really like it- it's comforting and it-, it feels like a real safe environment for men to just kind of express uh who they are and the problems they're going through totally man and it's 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 so true and um you know, we can all tap into self-development at a different level. Like we're all like mm. on our own journey at the own, you know, and my journey might be completely different to yours and you might be way ahead of me or I might be way ahead of you or in your own journey. It's just, it's just a never ending journey. And, um, yeah, it's, um, from the brand point of view, it was cool to, um, it's like one, one stance I take on, um, all the work I do is it's like, just because that's the way it's always been done. Doesn't mean it's the way it, that needs to be you know like yeah totally um f- for example like just because underwear doesn't like look like this or like doesn't mean you can't <laughs> yeah, cause under- look- just because underwear is not cool doesn't mean you can't make it cool and powerful 100 percent. and like um you know like and all great sure all that like you know the package pouch and the lycra panels and all that the lyocell sustainable fabric is all great but i've got to that's the rational i've got to make people want it first as i said yeah so it's got to look bloody slick as anything and it's got to look like a yeah it's got to look like a i guess almost like a top fashion brand if you will like and yeah 
I just kind of had a vision of how I wanted to bring it to life aesthetically. And um, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Like like a pattern I see with you is like this. Um, I, I hope it don't come off cheesy here, but a bit of leadership. Um, like like you, you tend to gravitate towards working with like almost the best in the industry. Um, I see you've worked with the platform boys a lot. And it seems to be a pattern when you actually create these brands. It's just trying to create the most visually um, appealing and emotionally appealing kind of product and campaigns that you can. Mm. Um, was that like a conscious decision, or is that just something that happened naturally? No, it was it was conscious. I think um, I think I've been doing it for a long time. That I know what I'm really really good at, and I know what mm. I'm really really shit at. And the stuff that I'm really, really shit at is the stuff that I get platformed to do because they're <laughs> way better than I'll ever be. So, um, but where I'm really good at perhaps brand positioning and tone of voice development and brand strategy and um, maybe art direction, um, but then also having like the business now some knowledge to talk to the entrepreneur and, you know, provide almost like a business plan to kind of yep. um, connect the dots there. But there are certain things that I'm not great at. And I think that's actually a really good, um, I think that's also like a, a really good learning I've, I've had um, over, over my time, like, like running my own business. So for example, like, um, like, you know, say for example, me and like Dane from Goodlids, like who's a mate of mine, like we're just chatting mm-hmm. about how we run our business and like, we're just, we just run it very differently. Like, I feel like Dane's so much smarter than me. Like he does, he, <laughs> he, he, he can, he can do every part of his business where I'm like, um, where I'm not like, I've got a, um, I've got a digital marketing agency. I've got a content agency. I've got an accountant, a virtual CFO. I've got a, yeah, I've you got have a, a pick pack as well, right? What's that? What's that? Sorry. Like a three PL three PL company who pick and pack my orders. Yeah. I've got a production manager. I've got a customer service person. Um, yeah. and all of them, are essentially like remote contractors and what that allows yeah. me to do is that allows me to focus on um, creative direction. The higher level. Yeah, yeah, yeah the creative like, direction of my brand, which is what, I'm, yeah, bro. what I believe I'm best at or what I'm good at. And, and that, that's actually a life well designed, right? Because then that leaves you to do what you actually want to do. You got it, bro. Yeah. Um, and it allows me to love my day every day. And it allows yeah. me to just do what I'm best at. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I still need to understand the digital marketing and I still need to understand oh, what absolutely. my customers are saying. So I'm always checking in, but yeah, you've um, got to keep your finger on the pulse. Exactly, man. But if I'm spending, if I'm spending, um, eight hours a day packing orders, my business isn't growing. So like, Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's about working and you're, and you're not loving it. <laughs> and you're not loving it either, man. So, um, yeah. So just trying to always, um, yeah, bring myself back to, um, my ethos, if you will, for my life and my brand. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. So I can see outsourcing is quite important to you to allow you to kind of like make those higher level decisions in terms of creative direction of your brand. Um, I, I touched on this just a couple minutes ago, but I'd like to kind of bring it to the surface again. It's just like the element of like leadership. Do you see like that as a skill you've had to develop um, in the course of like working with all these different people, but still trying to get them to execute your vision? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is imposter syndrome again. I don't know if I feel like a leader, but um uh, but I think I think you, you just naturally have to be if you've been able to pull all these people together, but then still how still somehow almost manage the brand to look like it's all being done by you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Man. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I just um, I don't know if I I don't know if I stop and think about that part too much. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a great question. I just I just um, I think I've just I just have a kind of a clear way of working and I've. 
yeah like i like um you know like with fashion i've also probably developed my own creative style so totally um, yeah and just like platform have their own creative style on the on the videos they do and and I yeah, like yeah. so i'm just a creative style and you're like decision making <laughs> yeah perhaps bro and it, perhaps that just comes through in the work a bit more obvious than i realize <laughs> yeah 100 percent, bro um just just a topical thing i'd love to just chat to you about just because it's kind of been present in my instagram feeds and my tiktok feeds and everything lately um did you see the new jaker rebrand with brendan babenzian yeah i did man yeah what what were your thoughts on that um yeah it was cool um i haven't i haven't gone too much into it but uh it's uh i read it on um business to fashion and i've seen um some other interviews of it um yeah uh yeah it's 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 interesting man i think um like for example one interesting thing is and is like there is no one way of doing things. If you take if you take um, J Crew for example, and then you take Gap, mm. Gap, two brands yep. who were like perhaps were that like Americana type, um, you know, have dabbled in Ivy League or like everyday like accessibility to menswear. Um, you've got one going like this full like prep route like in J Crew, mm. and then you've got this Ivy League route, and then you've got one like Gap doing full like Yeezy collabs um yeah <laughs> and it's like wow there's just like no real way to um skin a cat or evolve your business because both of their businesses totally. needed to really evolve to um hit that next level again i think i think one of the titles i read was um um like j crew has to forget who they were to reinvent themselves or something or kind of just start again or um, yeah yeah like they deleted all of their old instagram posts and basically just did the whole new campaign is just the only the only thing on their IG feed right now, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was really clean, man. Uh, what did you think of it? Yeah, honestly, like I, I had never really thought about J Crew before I saw it, and I was like immediately just drawn to like the like aesthetic of the shoot. The campaign was obviously really clean and polished. Maybe a bit too like preppy for my taste, but mm. like it did lead me just down the like path of like learning more about the new creative director, Brennan Babenzian and like, um, I don't know his history with like Supreme mm. and Noah and stuff. And I guess it was just the first time in my life. Cause I'm pretty young, like actually seeing a true rebrand happen where like someone cool comes in and kind of revamps like an older brand, which is just like, it felt a little bit historical to me. So I've kind of like idolized this Brendan guy, a bit, mm. and like, like I'm picking apart his style and his history a bit. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really interesting, personally. Yeah, it, it definitely is, man. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how it continues to evolve as well. I think I think one cool thing about fashion as well is, and maybe this is how I dress now as well, but like my it's almost like an eighty twenty rule again. Like I probably have my 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 style like eighty percent very like considered or like uniform esque. Mm. I know what I wear and I like, but then like it's almost like. Where, and that's probably mostly Porter. And then I've got like 20% where I kind of like buy special pieces or dabble into other brands. Like, yeah. Like, and that's my, that might be how you like integrate a brand like J. Crew a little bit through one nice piece into yours. Like, yeah, yeah. Like some cool knitwear or something. Totally, man. Like, I was like, like, I think I brought like, like a 15 year old Ralph Lauren baseball jersey on Grailed last night. And it was Damn. like, and it was just like, you know it's like that's yeah yeah it's just one of those pieces that's why you just need those like special pieces in your piece special pieces in your wardrobe and i think you know there are brands like capital or needles that allow you to kind of do that as well yeah, engineered garments 100%. or 
you know, the ones of the, um, the slight Japanese influence, uh, yeah. uh, are nice ways to, to, um, disrupt and otherwise like kind of clean understated wardrobe or, um, but it's fun to, yeah, to, to, to try and challenge yourself to bring in those new brands. I think, I think what, I think one thing you do see a lot though, probably especially as in New Zealand is, uh, is people who like, and it's actually, it's not a bad thing, but people who just like, like their, their, their wardrobes, just a whole mix of brands. And it's like, there's just no one style going on and stuff, which yeah, I suppose yeah. is another way of doing things as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's more like, yeah, just finding your core style and then branching out with like random brands and challenging yourself. And maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe there will be something from J crew. I like, I need probably to look a bit harder. Yeah. I mean, they, they had the, um, like, you know, like the OG one of seven fatigues. Oh, I don't know if I know what those are. Um, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty cool, bro. They're just like these real vintage, like army fatigues with like the, I don't know what you call that outside stitching, like square pockets. Oh, okay. Um, I probably know. Yeah. I'd probably know if I saw it. I'm so bad with like names and terminology. Yeah. 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 Um, well they just dropped, they dropped like a something similar to that and it's called like knitwear and, um, there's like these really wide khakis, like they're called like the, um, what are they called? Like the massive khaki or something that looked pretty oh, dope. But other than that, it was just like a bunch of classics. I thought it looked pretty sweet. Yeah, nice. But bro, also just like diving into like your wardrobe a bit. You said it's like 80% Porter James. Honestly, like I'm feeling like my wardrobe is the same <laughs> lately. And it feels like every time I come to the office, people are like, oh, Porter James again. <laughs> oh, thanks, bro. I love that. I appreciate <laughs> nah, you. No, it's, it's really good, bro. Because I feel like, um, and I've spoken to you about this before, but I feel like you really put a lot of thought into not just like the fabrics and the vibe and like playing on the emotion when it comes to you designing clothes. But also just like the fit, like you, you really take some consideration to how the things are, like how it feels and looks on the human form, I guess. Thank you. Yeah, that's definitely accurate. And I really appreciate you noticing. Yeah. Like how much time do you kind of like put into that stuff? Yeah, heaps, man. Um, like fit is everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you work with like different models or is it more just like for yourself? That's, that's such a good question and something that I'm still working out to be honest, like yeah. Um, first of all, I, I, I selfishly want it to look good on me. Otherwise, I'm not going to make 100%. it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, totally. Um, but um, I've also had to like develop like a threshold. Like, um, for example, my best mate is six foot two or three, and it's like there's some pieces I'm just like, bro. Like, I know you want to support the brand, but this isn't going to suit you. Like, please, yeah, buy, yeah, please yeah. buy something else. And I'm just going to say it um, because, like, for example, like I'm trying to make like i'm i i don't really like like long tall tees and stuff and i'm, I'm yeah 100 percent. i'm trying to take everything a lot boxier and wider and um yeah well when when you have a brand right you've got to exclude a certain pop like section of the population of the world right like you, you, your clothes can't be for everybody yeah you do and i think you know as i said i don't come from a fashion background so i'm all learning i'm just learning this and it's it's hard for me yeah. to exclude people because i want everyone to wear the brand but yeah, totally. It's a reality. Like not all body shapes are the size, the same size. And um, so yeah, I I, I would definitely have fit models like um, uh, you know, myself, um, like a silent business partner. I have um, yeah, a couple of my best mates, my girlfriend maybe. But like oh yeah, like and if it, it kind of looks, and I think if you at least as long as you're consistent, you can kind of like get a good gauge. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like you've you and me are quite like average size, like guys, and we're both 
spoken about like kind of where we like our t-shirts and stuff to fall and you're probably around like 60 centimeters i'm probably more like 57 ish but it's still kind of that range of just like slightly cropped and i think when you're talking about something like that it's specific enough that it goes with a size curve and it appeals to the kind of people who just like that type of fit yeah exactly man yeah bro cool um yeah i gotta actually ask about those fatigues when are they dropping bro oh <laughs> uh, yeah bro so they're um uh, so obviously you've seen the samples um yeah yeah and then, and then they are dropping you know what they're probably just going to be part of um our next big seasonal drop which awesome will be, and you said, um, green and black right yeah and probably navy now as well and i'm oh, and i'm doing it. like this off-white color as well um oh beautiful yeah my girlfriend wears these like um these like off-white capital pants and i'm just like i've just been staring at them for so long i was like I'm really <laughs> inspired by like off-white this off-white color for pants i'm like you know what yeah i'm gonna jam those as well so we might drop four four colors but oh, i think they'll be a hit they will they definitely will but it's just that it, it's just um gotta be conscious of like not overproducing something 100 um, percent. that's like such a, a tricky like thing to balance right totally um especially as you you know it's the first time i've introduced a style so it's balancing yep. like what I really like and what I think will work with a little bit of data as well. So yeah, to answer your question, bro, probably probably green and green and black to start and then um and then who knows. And are we thinking what, like October, November, December? I'm gonna I'm gonna say last week of October or first week of November. Sick, bro. I'll have an eye out. There's honestly just so much of my wish list that's just PJS. Oh, thank you, bro. Um, actually just want to shout out Andrew Silly, who's like a tiktoker who just commented on my wishlist video where i was like shouting out the revere shirt he said he just copped one for his italy trip so shout out to andrew silly oh yeah yeah shout out andrew <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro i think it's probably like about time we've we wrap it up this has gone really fast but one thing i want to ask you before you go is um do you have any rituals for your creative process oh man um we've asked you some good questions today uh, <laughs> sorry bro they're deep ones you, you don't have to answer nah, if you don't I, have an answer i love deep answers man so this is good um i think and i might give you a bit of a strange answer here i hope that's okay mm -hmm. um for me um and for doing good work uh especially creativity i need to be in the right frame of mind and mm. um there are things i have to do to be the best version of um, Josh. Um, and that includes like, you know, having a clean house and clean bedroom and, um, being comfortable in what I'm wearing. Like, um, yeah. I've worked out that day. I've like, I've got a clear conscience. Um, uh, you know, my, yeah, my diet's been good. And then I've got a fresh coffee in front of me. Like if I've, if I've, if I'm like, what do you call that? Like, a if, my environment is clean and um open uh, i'm yeah. i'm more receptive to ideas and i'm more um i'm more my my energy is more free-flowing like there's no parameters and i can just get in the zone yeah. deeper and um i think i think environment as i say this i'm kind of i'm working out as i say this i think environment's actually huge for me eh? like i yeah i agree i have yeah. to love the environment i'm in living or working uh or wearing um mm -hmm. i'm a big aesthetics person and like if it's if there's no if, if it's not and i'm not in like a space that's 
nice for me. It's kind of hard to, like, I, I probably, I probably struggle with creativity. Like when I'm like flying on an airplane and squashed in like a little seat, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally, totally. Versus you want like, some space to think. I want some space to think, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I'm not sure if that answers. That's that. huge. I'm not sure no, that no, that's huge. Question, but I, I think it completely answered my question because I think a lot of people can relate to that. And even just, I see you have like really good interior design sense, like, um, and I can imagine that just like sitting in like a really clean, polished place with like, I don't know, wooden floors, white walls, cool artwork would, would definitely get the brain stimulated with creative ideas. You got it, bro. Yeah, you got it. Um, yeah, thank you. No, that's sick. Honestly, bro, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you've definitely been a dream guest of mine. So it's been great to actually sit down and chat with you. Uh, I think there's a lot of value for people here, whether they're just like interested in the brand, whether they've never heard about it before, whether they're starting their own brand. Um, yeah, just thanks for coming on, bro. Uh, I really appreciate you having me, Dick. When you're doing a great job. Cheers, brother. All right, I'll catch you around. Speak soon, bro. See you later. Later.